I'm a who that? Long as I'm living, I'm a who that? Lose all winning, I'm a who that? Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that? 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, eh. Where we do that, eh. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, eh. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. It's Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. Shout out to the mighty who that nation, man. We in this thing representing much love to the fam. The great Saint Thank tank. We up in this thing. Appreciate y'all joining me with this early Sunday morning stream. I guess you could say it's an a- afternoon almost. Might as well say afternoon stream. Man. I thought we'd jump on here and talk some black and gold. So big ups to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being in the building. And like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightened sports talk from your favorite sports fam. What's popping? Shout out to the fam, man. Took a little bit off, man, on uh, with the black and gold, man. You know, but I'm back, man. Took a little break, but I, and uh, a lot of family members out there had to take a little break, too, from all the shenanigans of what happened from this past season. Saints moving, not in a fast mm, motion, but then again, you know, uh, Mickey Loomis did say that they're not in a hurry, that they're, you know, they're going to move like what they're going to move. And they're all looking at different guys. And as you can see with the thumbnail, these are some of the guys the Saints are looking at with the potential offensive coordinator position. And of course, we know ultimately the big chip to fall is John Gruden. Like it, I'm getting a lot of commentary, uh, a lot of comments about John Gruden. A lot of people are for John Gruden. A lot of people don't want nothing to do with John Gruden. I'm not going to say it's a split. It's more pro John Gruden than it's not John Gruden. You get what I'm saying? But that's just what I'm seeing from it. So in this episode, fam, we're going to go over the latest on the Saints in terms of the offensive coordinator search. And currently the Saints haven't really, to my recent knowledge, haven't signed anybody to replace any of the people that have left. So, I mean, they just kind of going through the motions right now and there's still a lot of time, but as you can see, majority of the head coaching vacancies have been filled. That means that a lot of the candidates, offensive coordinator and all these other guys are going to go. So you don't want to be too lazy and lackadaisical and dinosaurish in your approach to fill talent 
for your staff going into the upcoming very dire season for Dennis Allen. He doesn't sit there and kept him, but uh, moving in this fashion doesn't really help unless you're going to promote guys from within the organization to those positions. So we'll see what happens there. I shout out to the fan. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in the stream. We're going to go over several different uh, topics in terms of what we're looking at with the offensive um, coordinator position. We'll also kind of delve into some of the other stuff in terms of uh, the NFC South making their hires. You see that uh, Canellis and Raheem Morris will be our, our coaches that have been brought into our competitors in the NFC South. You know, I give some breakdown on that and my thoughts on that as well. Atlanta's not playing. They gave Raheem Morris a five-year contract. And let me tell you, Raheem Morris is a good coach. He's a, a good coach. Canellis is a really solid pickup for the Carolina Panthers. He's not flashy, but he's just what they need to get Bryce Young going for that team. So we'll talk about that. And then, of course, we'll cover uh, the Cardell Hayes news that happened a couple of days ago with him being retried for the murder of Will Smith. And we'll kind of cover that in this episode of the stream. So please do me a service, family. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and by all means, feel free to share the show on your social media feed. Big ups to Tori, Kevin, M. Nelson, St. Doug. Shout out to you, Tori. Good to see you, brother. Bronze Flat Power God. Uh, shout out to you, Dad Boy Alone. E. Kel, shout out to you as well, fam. Dana, much love to the Queens in the building. Pete was shout out to Pete as well. I see you, Pete. Much love as well. All right, big ups to the family. Get ready to get going in this thing. Asa says, nobody not coming here. Gruden will only because he's trying to get back in the league. I think those OCs turning us down and don't want to be attached to Dennis Allen. Hey, Asa, thank you for your comment, fam. It's interesting, man, because the giant, it, and I've given my take on giant Gruden, both sides of the fence. You know, there is not, there is there isn't anybody that wants John Gruden as a position coach or a head coach right now. Now, ultimately, once the Saints sanitize John Gruden, meaning they bring him back into the league, other teams down the line will then look at him again once he's brought it. But a lot of people don't want to, you know, bring him on to their team right now. You know, it's a lot of stuff going on. His trial is, is going on right now, which is very important to the who that nation insofar as this could mean the, the, the destruction and the downfall of Roger, the chump Goodell and his corrupt brand of football. So, I mean, this, he, I mean, listen, this case with Gruden in the NFL in particular, aiming at John uh, Gruden's against Goodell. This is huge. They're underselling it, but I'm telling you, this could bring his ass down. And that's why he was trying to put this petition to court for it to go into arbitration so he could set up a kangaroo court. He being Goodell could set up a kangaroo court where he was the arbiter over the arbitration period and then dismiss this and have a kangaroo court with credit to the court saying, no, we're going to hear this here. That means all the dirty laundry that was, that was being suppressed will be aired in front of the public. And that's what John Gruden wants to do. That's what he means by burning the house down, airing all of the dirty laundry. So even if you're not a fan of John Gruden, per se, uh, in terms of a coach, you have to be in terms of a supporter for John Gruden. If you don't like Roger Goodell, like a lot of the who that's 
don't like him. You know, we don't like him. You know, he tried to steal the who that, that you know, trademark. He uh, did the, the no call on the NFC championship game against the Rams. Uh, he heavily penalizes Saints players. Uh, he, he It's a lot. I mean, remember, Elvin Kamara had to go up there and kiss Roger Goodell's ass for him not to get hammered for what happened with him in Las Vegas. Remember, he went up there and pleaded to Roger Goodell and get and De- Goodell went lightly on him. Had him not do that, watch what have happened to Elvin Kamara. He got way worse than that. I promise you that much. Because we've seen it time after time with players when they get in trouble downhill, he hand he hammers them. And that's because uh he keeps he's petty. He keeps um vindictive uh, vendettas against the Saints and the Cowboys because of what uh, Tom Benson, the late Tom Benson did when he voted against him. He did not like Roger Goodell. He voted against him and Goodell remembers that. So this could be one of the situations where all this stuff comes out. He could be, he could be torn off of his pedestal for violating 650,000 emails. And only Gruden was the one that got caught up. According to a lot of the stuff that's out there, there was a lot of other stuff going on because they were, they wanted to get rid of two people. That was Goodell, and they wanted to get rid of Snyder, and they accomplished both. But, but they didn't count on Gruden being an alpha and saying, "Man, I'm gonna take you down." So he he let we'll see what happens here, man. It's gonna be interesting to see what's going on. All right. So anyway, shout out to the fam, man. Thank you, Asa, for that commentary. Pete, much love to the fam. Good to see y'all. I see what you're saying, Molly. Molly saying it's depressing to cover this. <laughs> nah, no, it's not right now, because listen, bro. It's ebbs and flows. It's up, up and down. It is life. We can't, you know, we've had an extended period of time when we excelled football wise in a time when we didn't. If we understand and could appreciate the highs, we can definitely understand and appreciate the lows to understand that eventually with movements, they can't deny it. Now, we know we really shouldn't be going through a low period right now because we're under bad management. It's just is bad mismanagement. It's not bad management. It's mismanagement. There's no management going on here. Nobody in their right mind sees Dennis Allen as a head coach at any level. That, that, that's just the true, honest thing about this whole here. And um, we are in the mismanagement, and he has one more year to do it, and it's going to be a difficult year for him to do this. So we'll see. They're desperate, man. They oper- operate under us because uh, he can't protect Dennis Allen after this year. That's the bottom. That's the bottom line. All right. Give me just a second, fam. I'm texting somebody. All right. All right. All right. All right. So anyway, thank you for that. Uh, for that. All right. Uh, who that for life says, what are your thoughts on Brian Greasy? Well, I mean, Brian Greasy, man. Got that NFL pedigree. You know, he understands what's going on. And Brian Greasy could be a good fit for the Saints. I know people was looking at Clint Kubiak, which is, you know, you know who he is. But but Brian Greasy, a lot of people really like Brian Greasy. They really do. Now, Johnson is the guy a lot of people kind of leaning to to do that. And I just think at the end of the day, um, are these really true candidates? Are, are the Saints really serious about these candidates? You know, or, or the, is this just 
time wasting until good uh, until we know what happens with Gruden because they met with Gruden before the last Tampa Bay game. They went down there to Tampa, met with Gruden. They were interested in bringing Gruden on to the Saints offensive staff in some capacity, high capacity. And Gruden was interested. That was reported that Gruden was interested. The Saints were interested. What's the problem? The problem is the trial going on right now. Now, they're supposed to be, I did a report update on it a few days ago, but it is supposed to be over in a couple of weeks. You'll hear, uh, uh, you know, averted red down. And that's supposed to be within the next week, you know, so it's been, uh, it's been two weeks, they say week or so. So we're thinking two weeks. Well, one week is already passed and we're getting into the second week. So in the next several days, we should hear something about John Gruden's case that it'll come to a completion. So is that what's going on with the new Orleans saints? And could some of these guys that they're looking at could be brought in as lesser offensive people. You see what I'm getting at? Could this be the case? Remember the saints do the same thing every year. And we're going to get into the, the, the tracker momentarily, but the saints do the same thing every year. It's making Lomas. These people have a routine, a pattern that they do every year. They don't rush to do anything in terms of the coaches. They really don't. If you look at overall, they don't rush to do anything. And that's Mickey Loomis. He doesn't, he's, he's comfortable. He's lazy. He doesn't want, you know, he, he feels like he doesn't have to do anything. And that's a shame because every person that worked for the saints should feel like they got a fire under their feet. Not none of these people should be feeling as comfortable as they are to think that they can do whatever they want to do when they want to do it. But in the end, it only, it only sets them up for a disaster because we're going to remind them of that. And eventually you're going to take care of yourself. All this, this, this uh, elitism and all this talking down to people, all that's going to be washed away, pal. You got sooner or later, the guy that you call in all these names or this is great. And he's great. This guy comparing them to Walsh and Belichick. We're going to see what you're talking about, pal. We're going to see what you're talking about. But is this window dressing as they wait for Gruden to get through his legal case? Is this window dressing? Well, we'll see. Remember that happened with Eric Bieniemy when the Saints brought in Eric Bieniemy and sat down there with Eric Bieniemy for eight hours and talked about everything. I mean, from football to UFOs, <laughs> whatever it was, they 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 talked about it. And eight hours is a long time to sit down and talk to somebody and then get up and leave and don't take no job with them. You know, and I'm pretty sure he had it in his mind that he was being interviewed for the head coach position. And then when it all ended, they offered him the offensive coordinator position, which was a slap in his face. You know, it's like, man, for really, who's the, the who's the guy that you want for the head coach? Dennis Allen. Really? You do realize that I'm an offensive coordinator that ha- that ran one of the most pro- prolific offenses in the league for several years. Right. You know, my offense you know, that I'm attached to, that we have multiple Super Bowl rings, right? You know that, right? You know, this is mostly an offensive driven league, correct? You know that, right? Yeah, we know all of that, but uh, you want the OC job or not? I know I'm going back to Kansas City. <laughs> well, who's the coach? Dennis Allen? Well, you know, it's just, it don't make any sense, but it is what it is because we got Mickey sitting on top of the team. You get me? <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, time wasted. I said it, bro. I called Mickey Loomis a time wasting troll. That's what I called him because it doesn't, most nobody, and listen, nobody 
and everybody, you know, these execs, all of them operate in the same pool. Nobody looked at Dennis Allen as a candidate for anything. No interviews, no nothing. Only the Saints because they operate in circle wise. It's a circle camp, a circle boy. It's a good old boy camp. When Sean Payton told Mickey Loomis, now he's going to sit up here and lie and tell you it was his decision uh, to bring Dennis Allen on. And really what it was, it was Sean Payton told him to do it and he did it. And I keep telling y'all, he's not a real general manager because he does does not operate as a general manager. No general manager lets his feelings stop him from doing in-season evaluations. You're supposed to be evaluating at least every week. I would say daily to keep a a temperature or a check on your team to see if anybody's disgruntled, to see if you can help where you can, to make sure you keep the defense high. Do we need some more personnel in the defensive line? to make sure you stay in contact with Dennis Allen. If he's losing games, listen, you know, stepping in and understand, listen, it's a point where I got to step in and I got to let you know, listen, I got to step in here and do this, but that's not what he does. He never did that. He's been doing the same thing with Sean Payton, with Dennis Allen. He lets you destroy the ship. You can tear the ship up. You can sink the ship and then he'll come out later on and make excuses. He'll stat prattle. He'll say dumbass stuff. He'll be elitist. He'll talk down to you, tell you're not qualified to talk about his co- coaches that that you're uh, uh, you y'all can name it. He done said a lot of stupid shit this year that I've been just hammering him to pieces on. And it's been showing you because you never seen him operate as, you know, uh, ridiculous as he is because he's never been under this supreme amount of pressure. He's been protected by Sean Payton. Payton would protect him. When people used to ask questions to Mickey Loomis, he would defer them to Sean Payton. He didn't have to handle it. He didn't have to deal with this much pressure because you you made a bad hire. And instead of correcting yourself, you're going to steal arrogantly, ignorantly, foolishly, stubbornly, and stupidly continue to go down this, this, this course, even though you know it's the wrong course and you're doing it out of arrogance. And that's why I want you to be demoted, but they won't do it because they're comfortable. And I kept saying that, that all of a sudden Mickey Loomis gets it in his mouth. We're too comfortable as a team. Oh, really? You never said that before, but all of a sudden you're comfortable now. And he wasn't talking about him. He was talking about them. Them meaning the players and coaches. We're going to make it uncomfortable on guys today. And that's what I told them. At the end of the season, I'm we're going to make it uncomfortable. Oh, oh, you're in the back. Yeah, Mickey, when you talk about uncomfortable, aren't you aren't you including yourself? Well, absolutely not. I, I, I am. Well, now I, we talking about y'all, you guys. You're, we need to keep you uncomfortable. No, 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 no. You are the guy. You're the problem. And I kept telling people, now they see. Now everybody is putting on the glasses, the magical glasses, and they see the aliens. They see the people. They see the problem child. They see who the problem child is. We thought it was Dennis Allen. No, 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 no. I kept telling y'all, I said, the problem is that guy. Now you guys see. Yeah, he's a definitely a time-wasting troll. All right. Well, shout out to you, Farouk. Good to see you in the building. Uh, who that for life? M. Di- M. Di- Good to see you. Marlon Mosquito Sanks had to satisfy the Rooney rule with being. I mean, it, exactly. And, and Flores, I don't know why he didn't put the Saints in the suit, but Flores interviewed with the Saints as well. He was a good candidate, and it's a shame. Kai says they need to go on and hire Gruden and stop. 
<laughs> they can't do it yet, bro. He's under right now. They could have a handshake ag- agreement behind the scenes and they won't announce it till after what happens with the case. Cause we know that happens. Like they'll have it. Listen, we'll hire you after the case when everything's squared away. We'll not wait a day or a, you know, a day or two and then announce that you accepted position. But we know what time it is. They won't even feel questions about John Gruden. If you're not interested in this candidate, then say it. They are interested in, and the case is tied to the fact that he's going through this situation with the legals. And it's not just him being him suing somebody else outside. This this son of a gun is suing the commissioner of the NFL in which the team is playing. In. <laughs> so it's not exactly Joe Bob from up the street or, 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 or Fortin from down the block. No, this dude is suing the corrupt commissioner of the NFL and threatened with very uh, inflammatory language to burn the house down. I mean, literally burn. He said that he's the president of the F Roger Goodell uh, club, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So he, he's going, he's going hammer down on Roger Goodell. And listen, if he wins and I really want him to win, not because I don't, you know, because I got some type of love for Gruden, it's because I have a disdain for Roger Goodell, and I think that all corrupt execs and people should be brung down. I, 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 I'm for that, for real. Anyway, so uh, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being here. All right, what's up, Jamal? I said, what in the world? Bo, appreciate y'all getting. Uh, well, hey, bro, you're quite welcome, man. He was going to get up out of there anyway, bro, whether we beat y'all bad or not. They weren't. They were eventually going to get rid of that guy. Even if, you know, I, they were going to, it, it was the, the writings on the wall. They did what they were supposed to do. And like I said, I told the family members here in the great Saint thing tank, if the saints have lost, had lost three games in a row going into the end of the season, the saints still Mickey Loomis would have not fired him. He would have, we have not, he would have not fired Dennis Allen. You know, this is the kind of foolishness that we have to go through while you get our time where we get our time racing. But like I said, it's, we, we got to handle it in a way where we understand that it'll eventually come to the truth. And the truth of the matter is we know that Dennis Allen is not a very good head coaches, a good head coach. And we know where bad, where not very good head coaches end up. They end up fired. They end up gone. And, uh, you know, we just have to see, wait for our truth to be uh, thrown out there while not giving them any money. <laughs> well, you get what I'm saying? But anyway, let's get into the shout out to NOLA.com. This is on them. Saints search for offense coordinator is starting to come together. Saints have more than a half dozen interviews, either arranged or conducted, while two other candidates have fallen out of the running. Cincinnati Bengals coach Dan Pitcher reported he's becoming the Bengals offensive coordinator, so he's no longer a candidate for the Saints. But Pitcher bowing out hasn't stopped New Orleans or bowing out rather haven't stopped New Orleans search far from it. Here's a detailed look at where things stand to replace with Pete Carmichael. Known candidates, Gerard Johnson, Houston Texans quarterback coach remember they got a second interview uh that they did with uh, gerard johnson after three straight seasons with four or fewer wins the texans quickly turned things around in 23 winning the the afc south and advancing to the divisional round of the playoffs rookie quarterback cj strode was one of many drivers of the resurgence and his phenomenal debut season has made his position coach a name to watch out for this offseason. Now, now Johnson's 35 years old, four seasons of the NFL coaching tree under his belt, nine calling plays at the professional level, but the results speak for uh, his coaching ability. When they picked up uh, CJ with the second overall pick in last year's draft, 
He turned in one of the finest seasons by a rookie quarterback. He led the NFL in passing with 273.9, an interception percentage of 1.0. He became only the third quarterback in NFL history to pass for more than 4,000 yards and 20 touchdowns while completing better than 60% of his passes. Phenomenal. Before joining the Texans last offseason, Johnson spent one year as the Minnesota Vikings quarterback coach where Kirk Cousins also enjoyed a strong season under Johnson's direction, throwing for over 4,500 yards and 29 touchdowns while leading Minnesota to a 13-4 and mark. Johnson broke into the NFL as a, as a Bill Walsh diversity coaching fellow with the Colts in 2019. He spent the next two years on the Col- on the Colts staff as a quality control assistant. He's working his way up. While he never worked directly with either the Rams or Coach Sean McVay or 49 and Coach Kyle Shanahan, he does have ties to both coaching trees. A Vikings head coach and offensive play caller Kevin O'Connell spent two seasons as McVay's offensive coordinator, while Texans offensive coordinator and play caller Bobby Slowick spent six seasons as an assistant on Shanahan's staff in San Fran. Now, Johnson has received interest from other teams beyond the Saints. He's spoken with the Browns and received the request to be interviewed with the Eagles, who the Eagles already picked up their guy. Saying so the Saints held the meeting with him on Monday. Now, Zach Robinson, and we need to go into about Zach Robinson because Zach Robinson was signed. He took the job to be, uh, Zach Robinson uh, ultimately took the job to become the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. So Raheem Morris is building his offensive room and he brought in Zach Robinson uh, to be the new OC out there with the Falcons. So we'll see. We know that Raheem Morris can coach the hell out of some defense. We know that he's a player coach. He's a guy that did it before with the Buccaneers. He had a lot of people love, uh, love Raheem Morris. He's perfect for what Atlanta got. It has going on. I'm gonna get more into that. But getting Zach Robinson uh, to come there is really big, you know, for them. And just a little bag drop on what we're gonna see in terms of their offense next year. It's gonna be something interesting. McVay's coaching tree has produced solid results so far. Green Bay's Matt Lafleur, Minnesota's Kevin O'Connell, and Cincinnati's Zach Taylor have all become excellent head coaches. And they spent, you know, they all spent time working under McVay from an assistant level. Now, Waldron jumped out from the Rams quarterbacks coach to become an innovative coordinator in Seattle. He was also somebody that had some stuff going on and with the Rams. And he, Robinson, has worked closely with big names such as Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield. He enjoyed a bounce back in 23, yada, yada, yada. So this guy is, is heading to the Atlanta Falcons. And what he's trying to do is replicate McVay's offense and bring it to the Falcons. So how you going to deal with that is <laughs> how you going to deal with that? You know? So like I said, man, it's going to be an interesting year because you're at, yeah, I can say adversaries, but yeah, the Atlanta is, but a lot of your competitors in the NFC South, they stunk last year, but a lot of the stuff that were hurting them, they've improved upon. They've got a solid coach that will really build that team up. The defense was already there. They had all kinds of issues with the offense. They could fix the quarterback position. They have good talent there. Wide receiver wise, running back wise, they've got the weapons and they are going to be dangerous. And also you look at what Carolina has Carolina, a few pieces here and a, and a coach that is QB friendly will help Bryce young turn everything around. 
So Brian Greasy, San Francisco 49ers quarterback coach. If you're a longtime Saints family member, you recognize Greasy's name because he was a former quarterback for the Buccaneers. But now he's a coach for one of the best teams in the NFL. So it's no surprise the Saints have taken an interest. Greasy has been in the coaching ranks for long. He hadn't been there that long. He joined Kyle Shanahan's staff in 22 after spending years as an analyst and color commentator for ESPN. But once ESPN decided to move in a different direction from him being on the Monday night football streams, he was a wise move. So Greasy has been a part of the 49ers team that has advanced to the NFC championship two years in a row with a top tier passing attack. Now Greasy's 48. He's worked closely with starter Brock Purdy, the last pick of the 2022 draft, who was developed into an MVP candidate. Boy, there's talent everywhere. Don't tell me that there isn't. They found this guy here and look what he's doing. Greasy, who played 11 years in the NFL, has said he believes his range of experience from starter to backup has given him a perspective on how to work with quarterbacks. That's a good point. There's there's very few positions in sports more high stress than being a quarterback in the NFL. And there's no way around it. He told AP back in 2022. We don't talk about eliminating or running away from stressful situations. We talk about how are you going to cope? How are you going to manage? Because the rough times, the rough waters will come. They come for everybody, no matter who you are. We just talked about that. It's phrased a little differently, but it's all about how you handle not so much the success because the majority of the people handles the success pretty well but it's how you handle the adversity in between those successful periods. Are you royal with it? Are you, you know, are you calm? Do you have faith or do you break apart? You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast. People are the worst brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming. And we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.